Beal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a shit in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What song is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with a Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us on this Friday. I hope you're having a great week so far. This is the Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother Noel. Hey, Noel, we've got some pretty big news coming. We can't reveal it right now. You'll definitely know by next week. You're going to tell me too? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let oh, you know. Oh, okay, going thanks. On. <laughs> it's, a, it's a team effort. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, Noel, how's the boycotting of American sports going for you? I know that was your thing last episode. There is American sports going on. There is none anyway. But well, yeah, whatever there yeah. is, the news, I am not. I Yes, I am boycotting sports news right now, watching a little soccer. And I have looked at a little bit of news, but fun news, not mm-hmm. anything that's too deep because I'm, I'm a very shallow person. But I do have one thing that I do have to say. If you haven't seen this, you've got to check it out. Okay. It is the weirdest thing I've seen in a long time. Japanese baseball, if anybody doesn't know, is starting up. Shout out to Sarahato again. <clears throat> and they can't have fans. Well, they can have up to 5,000 fans at their games. So what this team decided to do, they're called the Fukuoka, Fukuoka Hawks. I think. If we have any Japanese fans out there, please correct me later. They're having dancing robots, okay? In the stands. Dancing robots and robot dogs. And if you haven't seen this, you've got to check it out. That's awesome. So they do like the anthem. They're the weirdest looking things. They're like, I robot. <laughs> and uh, they're putting their hands up and they're swaying back and forth and they're doing the music with it and they're swaying to the music and the dogs look like they're like, I don't know, doing some type of humping motion. I don't know. It's, it's dogs very do. weird. As dogs do. <laughs> and um, it's very weird, but it's so funny. I saw this and I'm like, oh my God, I got to talk about this. I don't know if you haven't, if you've seen it, you can YouTube it. Just put in Japanese baseball robots and you'll find it. It's, it's unbelievable. Great. It's unbelievable. I- <laughs> Only in Japan would they do something like that. Only in Japan. Hey, that's why they're innovative. They think outside the box and, you know, the Terminators will be taking us over very shortly. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> I mean, these things look... I was like, oh my God, those human ones. I was like, geez, man, that thing looks like it. the eyes were going to turn red on it. And then all of a sudden, just start taking out the, the players. It was like uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was great, though. Uh, all right. So real quick, we have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports, underscore bros, underscore podcast. And we're also on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. We also have a Facebook group. So search groups and type in our name. Beltway Sports Bros. One last thing, please subscribe or follow depending what podcast app you use. I promise you it's 100% free. All subscribing does is download the newest episode automatically so you don't have to search for it. Pops up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right. The latest Top 5 Friday is coming later in the show. So please, everybody control yourselves. It's coming up soon. But we wanted to talk a little... What do you know? Redskins. So earlier this week, it was reported by the Washington Post and PFF that three minority owners are looking to unload their 40% stake in the team. Those owners being Fred Smith, Robert Rothman, and Dwight Schar. According to sources, the trio is, quote, not happy being a partner with Dan Snyder. Noel, 
Is it time for Snyder to give it up and sell the team? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. Now, I'm not a fan of Daniel Snyder, okay? I think the guy's is kind of a scumbag, to be honest with you, but what billionaires aren't. For Mr. me, Mr. Burns isn't. Mr. Burns, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, the guy bought the team for $900 million, right? Yep. You know how much the team is worth now? $3.4 billion. I'd say that he's a pretty good businessman. I don't know, maybe Bezos could make it five bill, but I think that making that much of an increase in over $2 billion on the money that you've put in on a shitty team that they've been is pretty damn good. Um, uh, okay. So what exactly has Daniel Snyder done? And I would just tell these guys, buy. Believe me, they'll find some other investors. If They're going to change the name anyway. I would say, hey, you guys didn't stick by me when the going was tough. Buy. Bye, FedEx. Goodbye. Vaya con Dios. And some other investors will come in because he's going to change the name anyway at this point. And take that 40% and shove it. Go ahead. He's worth $2.6 He can make it work on his own. That being said, I don't see over the long term, yes, what has Daniel Snyder over the time frame that he's owned the team done so badly to torture people so much? He's spent a boatload of money on this team, sometimes getting in his own way. He's attempted to put a winner on the field, for better or worse. I really don't see what type of owner would invest hundreds of millions of dollars on a regular basis to the point of criticism and being the laughingstock of spending too much money. I don't get it. I, I don't understand what this hatred of him is. Yes, he's an overbearing owner. He's a dime a dozen. They haven't put a winner on the field. That's not his fault. The coaching is his fault. The player personnel is his fault. Yes, he's gotten in the way sometimes on certain players, but he's attempted to put a product on the field. Nobody can deny that. You done? Okay. To, to go over what you said about a good businessman, I would completely disagree with that. Basically, you're talking about $3.4 billion. It's based off the market. That's not based off of his ability to do anything well as an owner. If anything, he's lost so much based off of attendance, based off of revenue, I mean, that's the reason he got rid of Bruce Allen. He looked down and said, 50% of the stands are gone. I have to interrupt you here because th that's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. The team has been in the top five. It's gone down to seventh ranked as far as the value of the team. Okay? They used to be a lot higher. Considering the shit product that they've been putting on the field and a shit stadium that they have, that's pretty damn good. And a lot of those teams have leapfrogged them because they have new stadiums. So those numbers are skewed. Secondly, last year... The Redskins were ranked fifth in revenue in the NFL. Fifth, okay? They made $493 million in revenue. That ranked fifth overall in revenue in 2019. Don't give me this shit. And every other top 10 team in there besides like the Giants and, New and, and the Jets, because they're in New York, they're all competitive football teams. They've all been productive on the field, and they all either have new stadiums, and they are flashy and new. So don't give me that crap. He has been putting a product out there in spite of this team being shit. Okay, fair enough. But he also charges $12 for a hot dog. He he charges an exorbitant amount of money for parking. There's a lot of things that he overcharges. He's They're losing season ticket holders by the truckload. It's not... And you think that that's his fault? Well... I I'm just saying at the end of the day, do you think that that's Daniel Snyder's fault? What I'm saying... You think that the fans hate him so much okay. that they're willing to give up their season tickets? No, no. I'm not saying they hate him that much to give up their season tickets. I'm just saying that think of him as a CEO. If a CEO constantly underperformed, he would get fired. They've gone 142 and 193 and won three playoff appearances, two wins in 20 years of his ownership. 
it's inexcusable. You got it. Sometimes you just have to cut the head off of the snake. He always has somebody else to blame. The bottom line is he's the common denominator, regardless of if he's picking these players or or meddling or whatever he's doing. He has been the constant the entire time. So when everybody was giving him accolades for changing the culture by bringing in Rivera, by doing things to make a difference, everybody was on board, right? But now all of a sudden this name no, thing is no. back on and he's vilified again. No, no, no. That's not- no, that's what it is. I mean, the culture has changed. They got rid of Allen. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Snyder is showing maybe he's grown. They brought in Rivera to take over power of the organization. I'm not saying everybody became a fan of Snyder, but the dust had settled a little bit. Would we agree? We would agree. However, he's gone through Hall of Fame coaches one after another. He went through Joe fucking Gibbs and even he had a losing record. I'm not saying that it's all his fault. I'm just saying that Vinny Serrato was still involved. He pushed for him to be there after after Schottenheimer left and he oh kicked his God, ass Matt, out the door. Was, we're still talking about Schottenheimers and Spurs. When is this guy ever going to live anything? We're still talking about the Hainsworth signing and stuff like that. This guy, every owner has bad signings. Every owner has bad moments. Gibbs had power that he wanted to have. It's not freaking his fault that he said fuck off to Ramsey and put in Brunel. Those type of personnel moves are not Snyder's fault. That's Gibbs's fault. Gibbs was at that point in survival mode and pounding the rock with Portis because he didn't know what else to do. He was past his prime. Gibbs was as well. Okay, so we can sit here and blame Snyder. Would any other owner potentially been able to bring Gibbs back? Do you think Bezos would have said, hey, Gibbs? Got a proposition for you. He knew Snyder was an avid fan. He had been a lifelong fan of Gibbs, and he would have given the shirt off of his back for Gibbs to come back. I don't think any other owner would have been able to bring Gibbs out of retirement. Maybe not. I mean, we'll, I don't. we'll never know, but yeah. You were talking about the money aspect. He he just wants to win and all that. And he throws money at everything, but apparently he doesn't have the ability to win. Whatever that magical formula is, he doesn't have it. I think we have enough of a sample size to prove this. It's 20 fucking Matt, years. Hold on. This uh, hold on. And the excuse is that that you know, he's throwing money at things, right? Oh, he, he spares no expense and all that. But anyone that's ever worked or played at Redskins Park will tell you it's the shittiest practice facility in the NFL. I, I think the Carolina Panthers would beg to differ. Sir. I don't think so. They don't even have a damn dome. They have a, a field outside their freaking stadium like colleges do. All right, look at that facility. Drive by it. We'll it took 10 years for them to finally get that because of, of Shanahan. So probably actually longer than 10 years, and then they got it later. Anyway, regardless, they're losing fans one after another. They're losing season ticket holders. The bottom line is, again, he's the common denominator. I'm embarrassed to be a Redskins fan. They've been an embarrassment for so long. There's no class in this organization. They're always bottom level bullshit. It's never stopped. It's never, hold on, it's never going to stop. He's petty as shit. He always seems to make the wrong decision. Like I said, he was the cat's meow when they hired no, Rivera. I, if the, No, no. Oh, come on, man. Really? Watch no, TV. No. Everybody, everybody was on TV talking about how finally they've made a good move. Greatest free agency move that Snyder's ever made. I think it was a good All move. But, but you're talking about from season one, him putting the fucking vanilla ice cream outside of uh, Mike Nolan's door. To all the way to season 20, and he's fucking up the Trent Williams situation. He can always pass the buck. There's always something stupid that this... Every CEO passes the buck, Matt. I mean, that's what they do. If if this is a publicly traded company, if this was the Packers, 
for instance, this guy would have been out 15 years ago, minimum. But the problem is, he's got to die to leave. We're stuck with it. The problem is, hey, Matt, by the way, he's the freaking owner of the football team. He's not a president. Okay, you don't get to vote a guy out. He owns the team. Jerry Jones, unfortunately for everybody, owns the Cowboys and will be taken out on a gurney. Okay, he hasn't done shit since the nine, early 90s either, by the way. And he owned the team back he hasn't then. hasn't done shit. At least they've been respectable. They've, they've made playoffs. Come on, man. He is the flagship of a petty owner, a disgusting owner that puts his hands in everything. And that team hasn't done shit either. And they've spent a boatload of money. They just bought a state-of-the-art stadium. They've done everything. He has the freaking Cowboys. And yes, everybody criticizes that. Everybody criticized Al Davis. They bought these teams. They can do whatever the hell they want. You don't need to be a fan of them. The problem is, is the product on the field. So it's affecting my life. No, no. You're acting as if Daniel Snyder and the Redskins are some type of bottom feeder. And they sit at the table with the rest of the owners. And they're like the Buffalo Bills. This team has always been in the in the top 10 in revenue and in value. This ain't some bottom feeder like the freaking Bills, dude. All right? They're at the, the top of the food chain when it comes to value in a respected franchise in the league. Don't get mistaken on that. When Snyder walks in the room, he's not at the, at the geek table. All right? I, I don't know what you're talking about here. You're insane. The Redskins have one nationally televised game this year, and it's not at home. Hey, that's not on him. That's not on him. That's the product on the field, dude. That's a product on the field. All right. Well, to me, if he was such a huge Redskins fan, he would just sell the fucking team and go live out his days watching his fucking IMAX on his yacht. And Hey, he's uh, in Europe right now. Maybe that's, that's where he'll so. stay for you. Anyway. All right. Moving on to our traditional top five Friday. Today, we are doing a top five most overrated sports movies. This should be fun. Kind of a continuation of our top five most underrated sports movies, but uh, kind of similar ground rules. If you haven't heard the other one, documentaries on this are not considered for this list. Also, we are not considering kids movies that are really intended to be idiotic, like Air Bud or can you think of another one? I don't know. Air Bud 1 through 12 or and then Rookie of the Year or some crap. Eh, kind of you know? like Rookie oh of the Year. Oh my God. Are you freaking serious? <laughs> one more. Give me one more. Yeah. Angels in the outfield or some shit. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, you know, some dumb shit like that. Anyway, but these are movies that are supposed to be good. Like, the intention was really for them to be good, and people actually like them. Uh, But in reality, they suck. Yeah, they're like in sports lore, but they suck. To me, they suck. And I can't believe people actually like them. When I talk to people and and there's certain movies and I'm just like blown away. I mean, this is true for all movies, but we're talking about sports movies here. So this is really what made me think of this, Matt, to do this top five list. Disney Plus. Okay. It just launched. It just launched Hamilton. Shit. I knew you were going to talk about. (laughs) So Lindsay and I, Lindsay, my wife, I'm saying her name for the first time. Mm -hmm. We're sitting down and we say, you know what? We're going to be progressive. We're going to watch a Broadway play. And we turn this thing on. I had a feeling it was going to suck and it's just overblown. But we turn this thing on, right? And we look at each other within about two minutes. And we're like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I mean, I was like, really, dude? What is this? And I said, okay, it's just the opening number. You know, the opening song. So let's get through the opening song. Hamilton does crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, doing like, things, I, mean, I was <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? I, I knew the premise of the fucking thing, and I still didn't understand what the hell was going on. Oh my I'm like, God, what is happening so here? so confusing. And after yeah. five minutes, I looked at her. I was like, you done? She nodded her head, and I said, I'm done. Click off. 
I felt like Elaine during the English patient. I really did. I was like, I'm looking around like, really? This is what all the hubbub's been about? Three hours of that? I would have blown my brains out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, now I thought about what's considered overrated that everybody's like cult classics and all this shit. And I'm like, no, that sucks. Hey, by the way, Hamilton sucks. There it is. Yeah. Kristen, my wife, never mentioned her either. <laughs> we did literally the exact same thing. We're yeah. like, hey, let's let's watch Hamilton. I, I don't know. I've heard it's good. And we looked at each other maybe three minutes in. She's, she's just like, uh, I, I, I can't do this. No, like, it was torture, man. Oh, my God. It was brutal. And and sorry, guys. I know there's a lot of Hamilton fans out there, but I, I just don't get it. Enjoy, but... <laughs> Not for me. Not for me. Like, That's uh, for damn sure. Howard Stern on Private Parts. They changed uh, the rock station in Detroit to a country station. Yeah. Yeah. And he was had, like, yeah. They showed him. They panned <laughs> in and he had the cowboy hat on. He's like, I'm out. He's like, I'm sorry, I, I, guys. I'm sorry, I'm, guys. Uh, I can't do this. I'm not this. married to my daddy's sister's mama or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's like, but, <laughs> He's like I'm out of here. Uh, in mid-song. Yeah. Anyway. Imagine if you had paid for it. If I if I had like gotten tickets and I'm like, come on, Lindsay, you know, I'm this is our anniversary present. We're doing this. Like spend like 800 bucks a ticket or uh, whatever the hell it is. And then I go in there, I would have rioted. Anyway. So that's what inspired the list. Appreciate you, your input on this one. Thank you. All right. So- <laughs> All right, so let's start. No, what's your number five? Number five, and you probably don't even know this one, Matt, um, and probably a lot of people don't. People consider this a great movie, let alone a sports movie. It's called Brian's Song, the original, 1971. Okay. It was a made-for-TV movie on ABC, like Movie of the Week or something. It's a, it's based on this, the, the book that Gail Sayers wrote, I Am Third, with his relationship with um, Brian Piccolo, uh, who was in the movie was played by James Caan. I was going to say that. I actually knew that. Yeah. And um, Gail Sayers was played by Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. Cole 45. All right. So they were teammates in the mid-60s. Tumultuous time, still integrating teams, and they really didn't like each other. They came from different sides of the tracks at the beginning and really didn't like each other. They were both playing the same position, but they became best of friends. Watch the docu- documentaries on this. It's a great story. Those aren't um, allowed on this list, no. No, no, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> recommending the documentary versus the movie. I know. And um, so in, um, in 1970... Piccolo dies of cancer, has terminal cancer and dies like midway through the season. All of a sudden he gets exhausted and they find out that he has terminal cancer and he dies at 26. So, and it hits Gail immensely hard. I mean, he was kind of almost, Piccolo was kind of a mentor, honestly pushed him to be a better football player. And cause Gail was going to quit at one point. So he wrote this book, they became best friends, but so that's the backstory of the movie. As far as the acting, oh my God, Matt, this movie sucks. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. I don't know what people see in this. It's like watching like an old movie like Gone with the Wind or something. Everybody all of a sudden's like, oh, oh man, you got to check this out. And finally you sit down and you're watching like, really, dude? Like this hokey shit, bad acting. You're like, dude, I'd rather watch Jurassic Park, you know? Uh, obviously. And so the premise of it, the foundation is there because it's just a great actual story that actually happened. But the movie is garbage. So that's my take on that one. And I might take some flack for that one because it's you want to talk about sports lore. Everybody has this movie in their top three sports movies. People have this as one of the great movies of all time. Well, I think the fact that it was a made-for-TV movie should say it all exactly. right there. Exactly. Actually, when I, re- I researched that, I didn't even realize it was a made-for-TV movie because obviously I didn't see it in 1971. I strangely you know? enough actually knew that. I don't know why. That part I did not know, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. 
What's your number five? And I'm going to get a lot of flack for this one. But The Blind Side, made in 2009. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I have some issues with this movie. Well, it was it was a book first regarding Michael Orr, the former yep. Ravens tackle. Uh, basically, he was taken in by a rich white family. They turned him into an NFL superstar or NFL player, at least. He was drafted in the first round. And all of the trials and tribulations associated with that, uh, with you know him coming from a, a poor area, his mother was a druggie, you know, all that stuff and how he kind of turned things around. The thing about it is, if you know anything about how this is written, Michael Orr himself said this movie was bullshit. He, he wasn't this quiet, weird guy that was in the movie. He didn't he, he wouldn't say a word type of thing. He was actually full of himself, quite the opposite. But I thought that, I guess they thought that that would be a better fit for the movie. I thought Sandra Bullock in this was so fucking annoying. I mean, she would <laughs> shut the fuck up. That ruined the movie for me. That part is real. Whatever. That woman is a nut job. Yeah, she is a nut job. And I just, I couldn't deal with it. She just overtook the entire movie. And she was like talked about getting Academy Awards for that because she was- Oh yeah, I liked it. I I just thought it was terribly overrated. I don't think it was a bad movie, but I definitely think it was overrated. Yeah, I mean, I I liked the movie and I knew the backstory. Look, like the, the fact that they, he had never touched a football before and all that crap, it was all bullshit. Like he had played football before that. He had played, he was playing basketball as well. The guy was an athlete. It's not like he was some guy that they found on the corner street and then said, football, go get. You know, you're huge. Go ahead. You're you're a big man. Go. No, that's all crap. But if you escape that and you don't know anything about Michael Orr, it's an interesting movie. I I like the character of Michael Orr in the movie, even though I know that wasn't necessarily him. If I didn't know the documentary part, I probably would have liked it even more. But. Yeah, Sandra Bullock at times is a little bit over the top. Um, I agree with that. But it was kind of her movie, not his, if that makes sense. I don't consider it overrated. I actually kind of like the movie. I wouldn't put it like as a great or anything. I just, I, I wouldn't say it's overrated. Nah, people love it. So, all right, number four. What's yours? All right, here we go, boys. Here we go. I know we weren't going to do like kitty movies or anything, but I had to go with this one. I have an idea of what this is. Space Jam. Oh, shit. I thought it was going to be something else. Nope. Space oh, Jam. Jeez, what? Space Jam. You fucking crazy. Yep, you're damn right. <laughs> Bill Murray and Newman are the only ones worth a shit in that movie. Bird's a beast in oh it. Oh my god, he's horrible in it. And but I he... actually and I like Bird. He's awful in the <laughs> but golf course. But that's what's gr- that's what's great about him. Oh, it's him, so though. bad. Barkley. Everybody in the movie sucks. And plus, and and it's Jordan too, which makes it even worse. I didn't. I hated Jordan back then. And Ryan likes the movie, so I had to watch it again because it's like a you know you reborn through it. And I'm like, God, this movie is garbage i mean the acting's horrible the voices of the looney tunes characters are god awful that Bugs bunny sounds like shit daffy yeah. duck sounds like garbage then they add the girl bunny in like who the hell is she <laughs> so it's like the whole movie sucked the monsters or whatever the hell they're called monsters Monstars. sorry yeah. sorry garbage movie awful. the little one looks like uh russell westbrook <laughs> yeah yeah. The one that's Muggsy Bugs. The little one? They're yeah, identical. yeah, he does. I mean, I don't think I liked it when I was a kid, to be honest with you. I don't think I liked it when I was young well, either. you were a little older when it came out, I think. Yeah, it and came I, out in like 96, I guess. You're right. So I was like, already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was grown. I yeah. was grown, basically grown by then. Well, physically anyway. <laughs> I mean, I thought that movie was a beast. I, I, I watched it the other day, actually. Oh, and God help us. It's uh, hey, Danny DeVito's in it as the Monstar leader. He's pretty good with the cigar, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Would they put no. that in the new? Will they put that in the new one? Will he be smoking the, a cigar in the, the new one? The LeBron one? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, can't do that. No, uh oh. <laughs> 
it's funny to look back at when you're looking at like Sean Bradley. Like he yeah. was actually one of the monsters. I know. Like he was like big time back then. Yeah, I bet he was something. Jordan was just he wasn't as bad as you would think acting wise uh, like i said bill murray's o- the only one worth a shit he saves in his parts like at the beginning golf and oh, the, yeah, bill uh, murray's awesome yeah it. and newman's decent in it too so that's it i don't but, even remember i don't even know the guy's real name i just know him as newman to end with this to star in your very first movie with no one in a, gr- in a green screen for the majority of the movie is pretty i can imagine pretty difficult to do and i don't think he did that bad of a job with it Matt, he's the consummate professional. He, Jordan right. can do it all, Matt. He can right. do it all. You're right about that. Do you think he scumbagged like the Looney Tunes characters too? <laughs> he destroyed their careers? <laughs> Possibly. He refused to have the real Bugs yeah. Bunny voice. <laughs> Daffy Duck showed him up and he told him to get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> yeah, the guy dressed as the green screen man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So my number four is... Any Given Sunday. This mm. was from 1999. What do you say about this movie? I mean, it's about the Miami Sharks of the... <laughs> what, what the hell? What was the league called? I, I the don't Pantheon know. League or some matter. shit? I know they yeah. were going for the Pantheon Cup. The Pantheon Cup. Yes. The, the worst part was they were they still recognized that the Dolphins were cross-town rivals, but they yeah, were Yeah, that NFL. was so dumb. Like, why even... It, it shouldn't even be a part of the equation. You didn't yeah. have to do that. It's not real, guys. Okay, so... <laughs> but, um... You know, it's the same old tired story of the young lion trying to take the old lion's spot and all that. And so many stereotypes in that movie. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's trying to say everything in the NFL is evil or whatever. The doctors, is they shoot everybody up, you know, and then the, the coaches are, get them on the field, you know, type of thing. Or I, People think it's incredible. It was so it's just rudimentary, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Like they tried to, ex- if you watch it now, they assume you've never seen football before. So they, they explain everything like thoroughly, if, if, right. that, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, we have to explain everything because then you won't understand what's going on. And then like the evil owner, speaking of evil owners, uh, you know, but great speech by Al Pacino, if, if nothing else. I, I, th- I think was he it did. Though? Was it? I think it was good. I mean, it he did the best. Right. He did the best he could with that role. I mean, he was as he, he is in every Al other. Role. He was He's Al Pacino. Cat. Yeah, he was Al Pacino <laughs> in it. I mean, it's well, not like he had to go outside that. the box on that. No, I, I completely, I completely agree with you. It was like they took every stereotype and condensed it down into this movie. Right. It was pure Oliver Stone. Everything had to be dark. Everything had to be a tale to be told. And you all know? This, and then, the, the, the the slow motion. Yeah, stuff. and then like, like the cinematic see, bullshit and. God. Oh, it was just, and you know, it's like the, and at the end of the day, what I don't know, what the hell was Jamie Foxx character name? Uh, whatever. Willie Beeman. There Willie you Beeman. go. There you go. It's Willie Beeman. Because he's late. Three. This this all <laughs> happened in like a three week span. Right. He he, he become he's a third stringer rotten on a bench, becomes a starter of a football team. All of a sudden has like bitches all over him. He's got com- big time commercials. He's you know snorting coke and buying hummers and you know having big mansions this all happened in a three-week period then he becomes narcissistic his team hates him and um then he becomes humble again and he realizes dennis quaid is you know always done it for the team and he needs to do it too this all happened in like a month all of it and it like um, what would happen over an entire career of a player happened in three weeks it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then at the end, spoiler, the thing's been out for like 20 years or whatever. Then <laughs> 22 like, years, actually. Uh, whatever it's been out for. <laughs> then um, Al Pacino, after he goes, they end it with, 
I'm going to the expansion team and I'm taking my QB with me. <laughs> like it's so dumb. God, and then, the they, movie and then sucks. they clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crozier. Hey, we talked about Crozier. Oh last yeah, I time. did do a shout out to Crozier. <laughs> that was beast. LL Cool. As you can see, I, I wasn't a fan of the movie either. That was actually my uh, my number three was oh, any okay. given Sunday. So we're on the we're on the same page with that one. Oh, so that's your, wow. Okay, so we just skipped right over number so three. So we right. skipped right over my number three. So we kind of got it out of the way. You know. All right. So, so you we're uh, on your number three, I think. Yes, you are correct. Mine is Jerry Maguire. I don't know if I would consider this a sports movie just because of the sappy love bullshit going on the entire time. Cuba Gooding Jr. gets an Academy Award nomination for this. I have no idea how. I think he won. Did he win? Yeah, he won. And then he died after that. Well, figuratively. Not literally. (laughs) (laughs) Who did Snow Dogs? I think that was He did like that radio or whatever the hell he did. I don't know. (laughs) Please don't make fun of that one. Um, No. That could have been a movie, though. That could have been what that we talked about. That could have been one of them, yes. <laughs> no, but there's some funny parts in it, I guess. It's just too sappy. I mean, basically, I'll, I'll tell you what it, what it was about. If you haven't seen it, it came out in 1996. It was about a sports agent who was Jerry Maguire, and he gets he he's a scumbag, and he grows a heart. On a drunken night, writes these memoirs about basically how much he's destroyed people or whatever and and how he understands the errors of his ways and then he gets fired the next day and then he has to start his own company he loses all of his clients the only one who stays is whatever the guy what who plays cuba gooding jr i don't rod tidwell rod tidwell from the (laughs) phoenix cardinals at the time so it's about him and 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 rod and their relationship and then the girl's relationship uh, renee zellweger who looks like she sucked on a damn lemon (laughs) and another horrible actress i'll never understand her holy um, shit so that's pretty much it and then it becomes this horrific love story throughout that you know talking about this it should probably be number my number one uh, thinking about it more but go ahead yeah no actually um we're i'm kind of like one step ahead of you a little bit wow. jerry Maguire's is my number two so really yeah i didn't even think that you would consider that as a sports movie no it's not but no. i mean it has sports involved and at least like the nfl licensing made it look cool like wow he's wearing a cardinals uniform awesome <laughs> You know, Monday Night Football, holy shit. And that's like the only part of the sports movie, the entire thing. I don't know. Everything sucked about this movie. Even to, Renelle Zellweger is one of my most hated actresses of all time. I I can't get, I don't understand what the allure was. And like that squinty eyes and she's just a horrible actress. And I just, ugh. And then that annoying kid that she had in the fucking movie that everybody adored. (laughs) That little geek with the glasses. Like, oh, he's so cute. Like, he... Oh my god, like the whole fucking movie. It was like a it was a nightmare movie for like a dating night. Like where it had a little bit of sports in it and you're like, "Okay, cool, but it was like a a romance comedy combination." Rom-com. It was one no, of the, that's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. There's so many combinations that nobody likes it. Yeah. You know, too much sports, the women don't like it. Too much romance, the guys don't like it. And everybody leaves the movie like, "Holy shit." You know, like you had me at hello and all this crap. It's a big line. It's a big oh line. Oh my god! It just just a, a horrible. I'll movie. tell you what. I just I remember the uh, commercials for that, and they tried to push hard that it was a sports movie. Absolutely did. Men got duped <laughs> on that one. Let me tell you. They're like, "What the fuck did I just walk into?" And the girls are all like glassy eyed, and it and turned out to be this freaking movie about you know I don't know this guy finding himself or whatever. And J- Tom Cruise was good in it. 
He he was good. He was, in there were some I, funny I scenes to, for sure. When there were some funny scenes in it, yeah. But it was like a it was a. a for, is that before he was completely insane? Yes, it was before the jumping on the couch at Oprah and yeah. all that crap. Well, that was a good time. So we're in agreement on another one. We are in agreement. But you want to talk about overrated? Cuba Gooding Jr. won the supporting actor role. That thing had five Academy nominations. Five. You know why? Because it's like one of those like well-rounded movies that everybody can watch. And that means when things are well-rounded, nobody wants to watch it. Especially if you're a sports person. Movies suck. But again, it's overrated, and that's because people love that movie. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's why it's on the right. list. That's why it's on the list. We're in agreement. All right. My number two is Varsity Blues from 1999. This is blasphemy, <laughs> I'm sure, for my generation. This was a big-time movie at that time. But funny story, I was uh, going to the movies to see this at the the Kentlands in Gaithersburg. They just opened up a theater. It's a pretty big deal at the time. And a guy I knew who was working the door, and... I got some guy to buy me tickets for this rated R movie, okay? And <laughs> it was rated R? I didn't even realize yeah, that. that. Yeah. This this is a rated R movie. Oh, because she had the whipped cream no, crap no, no. going on, is that scene. what it... There was all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, the, the, that's the teacher right. Okay. And, okay um, go ahead. So, yeah, yeah. Any, <laughs> anyway, right. um so this asshole, <laughs> I'm not going to mention his name, but he knows who he is. He's standing at the door and he said uh, you're not 18. And I said, are you seriously? And he's like, yeah. And then he talked to, told his manager and they, they escorted us out of the theater. So I never actually got to see it in the theater because of that dickhead. Hold on. So let me get this straight. The guy bought you the tickets? No, 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 no. I got some, a man that I didn't know to buy me the oh, tickets. Oh, and this, and this like geek teenagers like, oh, excuse me. Like the guy from the yeah. Simpsons, <laughs> excuse me, sir. Um, you're not of age for I this. I couldn't believe it. And I actually kind of considered the guy a friend. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And not after that. He's not, he's taking his job seriously. He's not going to get fired for you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, just a, just a side story on yeah. that one. But, uh, so the Varsity Blues, it's about the West Canaan Coyotes yeah. football team in Texas, you know, high school football rules in Texas, as everybody knows. It's about the quarterback, the star quarterback blowing out his knee because he's getting his knee shot up far too often. And he has all the scar tissue, et cetera, et cetera. Very similar. I wanted to hold my tongue for the Willie Beeman situation with uh, Dawson, whatever the hell his name was in the movie, he took over and became the new star quarterback after like one week. He had billboards put up. He didn't play his entire yeah. four years until he took over for Lance Harbor. Uh, yeah, home of uh, Dawson's Creek yeah. Boy or whatever. Is that who yeah, that it's is? Dawson, yeah, Dawson. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. And, it's a little after my time. Oh, I'm I sorry. never even saw the show. I just knew who he was. And he, and he had this weird <laughs> red hair color in this in this movie for some reason. But, you know, honestly, it was just a, the, these Texas guys running their little small town in West Canaan. And, right. you know, the cops couldn't do anything about it. And they were doing whatever they wanted. And then the evil head coach, who was Bud Kilmer, played by... John, John Voight, Voight. <laughs> who's a piece of shit oh, in real yeah, life, big by time. the way. But I uh, I actually really liked the movie when I was a teenager, when I actually did get to see it once it got out of the theaters. I look at it now, and it's so awful. Why didn't you tell me to buy you tickets? I, didn't, I, didn't, I was like 16. You were doing your own thing. I don't know where the hell you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, out, I was out, you know, I was out living the yeah. varsity <laughs> blues life by then. But uh, I mean, horrific acting. The worst country accents in the history of mankind. Oh, God. I don't want your life. <laughs> your life. So stupid. That's the only part I freaking remember. Throw that pigskin, boy. 
and that fat ass guy, uh, the the offensive lineman. Uh, Bubba or whatever oh, shit, the hell his name uh, was. Porky, uh, whatever the fuck his name. Uh, yeah, Bubba or some shit. I remember him just drinking a bo- like taking down a full bottle of whiskey and shooting off the shotgun in some field somewhere. And and I don't know. Just the movie was just every stereotype you could possibly think of when you think of Texas football. Like it's the most important thing in this small shithole town. The world revolves around I'm gonna it. I'm to blow everybody's mind, and I guarantee 95% of the people listening haven't even thought of this, but watch this movie again. When they when there's a revolt against Bud Kilmer, and he's pushed out, if you notice, there's one coach of the entire <laughs> team, and that's Bud Kilmer. He gets thrown out. There's a, there's a coach and a trainer about to shoot up the running back's knee, and that's why the revolt happened, okay? Right. They have no offensive coordinator, no defensive coordinator, no anything, just Bud. And when he gets thrown out, well, of course, if you only have one coach, somebody else has to take over, and that would be Lance Harbor, the former star quarterback. The former quarterback. Yep. I sorry yeah. to ruin it for you guys. I apologize. It's a player's <laughs> team, Matt. There's um they were all evil coaches oh. that needed to be thrown out. They were all there to destroy players to advance their own career. It w- didn't even advance his own career because he had nowhere else to go. He just kept know, winning state titles. I know. It's and so shit. it's it's so dumb. And so what they do, like, hey man, we want to run this play that we've always been practicing for weeks, and coach would never let us do it. Let's run the triple flea flicker reverse. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, it and was, give it to the fat it guy. It was actually the hook and ladder, and and you then know, and right. then they even did the hook and ladder sign because yeah, the hook and ladder. Because that's right, the other that's right. team wouldn't uh, know what that means at all. As like the last play of the game. Yeah, and then like the the fat guy pretended to have the ball in his hands or whatever, the offensive lineman. Oh, what a shitty movie. I guarantee, I know most of you think this is an awesome movie, but what? just do yourself a favor, watch it now and realize how ridiculous it is. And then now you'll forever be pissed off when you realize when Bud Kilmer gets kicked out, they have no other coaches. Okay, we're going to number one. Numero uno. Numero uno. What's your number one, Noel? Here we go. And I've uh, I've kind of hint- tasted at this one before, kind of like Beal, like giving little hints about him not playing in the freaking bubble. No, it's yeah. Sandlot. What an idiot! I'll say it again. I said it last Sandlot. time. Sandlot. <laughs> oh my God! What a stupid movie. Well, and those. How can you sit there for two hours and watch these obnoxious little ugly kids? I mean, really. What does though, it have to do with them being all ugly? Ob- they are. They're <laughs> ugly. Okay. All of every single one of them. It's like, and it's done intentional. Like they're everyday kids doing everyday things. Oh my God. They're all obnoxious. There's not a, a good one in the bunch. The, the only one that's halfway decent is like the new kid that moves into town and doesn't even know who the fuck Babe Ruth is. I mean, the whole movie is just stupid. Like it's like this reminiscent thing of like kind of like a poor man's Christmas story, you know, where they like try to do this old nostalgia thing of like how things were in these small suburban towns back in the 50s and the 60s. It sucked. Warmed (laughs) your heart in what way? What, because they got the the dog ended up being a good dog at the no, end? No, like, I, I think it is a nice look back to when times were simpler. And it, it's it's very cool. I You know, it, it, kids can't run around the neighborhood like they used to or, or do things and not have to worry about getting snatched up. or Maybe they did. I don't think so. And we just don't <laughs> see it anymore. But anyway, going back to the movie, a simpler time. But did the kids have to be so obnoxious the entire freaking movie? I mean, it was just dumb. Like, every these little antics that they had. And, oh, I never liked it even when I was young. I mean, when it come out, 93, I guess, 
you know, I was already in high school by then. But seeing these little punk kids, the whole movie sucked. They they find out that the guy, the evil James Earl Jones, lives on the other side of the fence in that shithole he lived in, and he's got all this baseball memorabilia. It's like, wow, well, great. Now we can he just used to play with the babe, Noel, and then he got hit in the face, and that's why he went. I, I yeah, understand. Went I, I, unfortunately, I've seen the movie. I, I know, but all this cult classic crap. When's the last time you've seen the movie? Uh, about six months ago. Really? You sat through that movie for two hours watching those obnoxious I watched kids it with the Evan. entire it's, time? It's, it's a great movie. It still holds up to this day. Holds up to what? Being a good movie. It was from the 60s. No, it's garbage. The movie sucks. I always hated it. It's a, and, it's a coming um, of age movie. You know, coming of, coming of age, learning, learning things about yourself and baseball can help you do that. What? Being an obnoxious dork <laughs> that you that that um, and you find out that what you beat like the rich kid punks no, that, was, that, that have the uh, oh, that have like the, the, the spiffy uniforms. <laughs> like, give me a break. When the fuck did that? Did that always happen in the 60s where they'd come to they the had to do something field? in the movie? They couldn't just show him playing baseball with them. Yeah, they should have just not made it. Well, I was a big fan of Wendy Peppercorn. Who? Yeah. Maybe watch the movie again. The Lifeguard. <laughs> she was great. Oh, yeah. Like, ooh, ooh, oh, Peppercorn. Like, the ke- the geek with the glasses that ends up with her or whatever. Like, get the hell out of it. Like, they give, like, their life story how they were when they became adults. One was never found again. Yeah, and got lost one, in the, the, one in the guy 60s. Jet became the professional and, and he tips the cap to the journalist geek in the in the box it was like it was just so stupid well, he was an announcer Go. and you should um <laughs> yeah. again maybe watch the movie and get a, a little bit of a refresher you I, seem I, to be I, a, I know a decent amount for a guy that hates to it, make though, your to make it, it your number one you should maybe be a little more uh qualified on the subject <laughs> qualified anyway <laughs> All right, so my number one of all time, and this isn't. This would make my shittiest movies of all time, not just overrated. The Replacements in two thousand. <laughs> I'm in amazement. It's not on your list. I've lost a lot of respect for you for this, but maybe you just forgot about it. No, nope. <laughs> I just think that it's not overrated because the movie just sucked that bad. I don't. I didn't realize people actually like this. There's movie. a lot of people who like this movie. Well, it's, they are they are morons. Well, there's a lot of morons in this world. Yeah, but um, yeah. this movie was a complete travesty. In every way. If it was a good movie, maybe I could accept it, but it was supposed to be loosely based on the season of 1987 on the Redskins. Uh, I remember when we heard about this movie being made, we were really excited. Please let them do it well. And of course, you know, here we are. But they could not have made a worse movie in every aspect that they went out of their way to make this horrible. Even doing it in Baltimore when their uh, colors are red, white, and blue, and you can obviously see purple seats. Like they even go as far as having like just like let's just make this as dumb as we possibly can. Yeah, because that makes a I lot know. of sense because they the cheerleaders will be replaced as well based off their twelve dollars a game that they make. <laughs> yeah, they were volunteers. I, <laughs> I mean, like, what are you doing? And of course, like the stereotypical kicker who's uh, Scott. What was he? Irish or Scottish or uh, no? Oh, Welsh. Welsh. Uh, yeah, Welsh. Yeah. They, those guys can't play smoker time. and drinker and like had like bookies yeah. that were coming after and gotta, him. And, and of course the, uh, the, the, the bar fight that he starts and everything and then gets involved. And it's uh, Gene Hackman was horrible in it. He was supposed to be, I guess, Gibbs, but he was like, it. <laughs> I don't I, I, know. it was oh so my dumb. God, it was, it was so bad. A lot of it. I, I'm separating the two completely. I'm separating it as a movie, not about the Redskins. Still horrible. Separating it as a movie about the Redskins makes it exponentially worse. Oh, my gosh. So it was just bad in general. It was kind of like 
unnecessary roughness. Yeah. Except unnecessary roughness knew what right. it was. You know, it was a comedy. It was exactly the same type of thing. Like they had to get new players in. They brought in these guys off the street, um, created this team. But at least you knew what you were getting with that movie. This one, they sold it. They gave us a bill of goods on it that this movie was like going to almost be not a documentary, but kind of a docudrama on what it right. was. And it was nothing. It, it couldn't have been more of the opposite. It was basically like the professional version of Unnecessary Roughness. Yeah. That took you know? itself and, more and seriously than it should have. That took itself more seriously than it should have. I mean, uh, Keanu Reeves and, and he's like, <laughs> like do, doing the freaking taking the coral off of the boats. And it was just so dumb. The whole thing was a complete and utter disaster. And that, and, and yes, I completely agree. If we were doing the worst sports movies of all time, it definitely would have been ranked in my top two no doubt but i was go basically going off of overrated and if you think that this movie is good god help you i mean this movie is one of the worst movies ever it made is. and like you said even compartmentalizing it and saying okay fine taking the redskins thing out of it they did everything wrong that they put that they couldn't even superimpose the same color seats <laughs> That's what, I mean, God, man. I mean, good Lord. It was like Major um, Major League Two, like they did it at Camden right. Yards. Well, at least those seats were green. You know, purple seats. You couldn't freaking like blur them out or something. Go, go somewhere with a red, white, and blue color scheme. Half the teams have it or anyway. just don't show the damn seats. How about that? You know, you couldn't find a damn field that didn't have. They practiced in the it stadium. It was just a disaster, was empty. man. You know, that's, that's pretty yeah. yeah, It's just so stupid. Yeah. Anyway. So dumb. Just a god-awful movie. And, like, the professional players were evil <laughs> and all that. I mean, they were dicks even um, in reality. I mean, if you watch the documentaries, they were awful. They were awful to the uh, scabs. But in this, it was just – it was pure unnecessary roughness. That's all I could think of, except I actually liked unnecessary roughness. A it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Whatever their original plans were – Whoever probably really wrote it, it was one of those things where the production company just said, this isn't going to sell. We need to do this, you know, kind of thing. They had a Daniel Snyder as their uh, CEO. Exactly. Yeah. And then just completely eviscerated yeah, it. Like the uh, like oh, the guy okay. from uh, Battle of the Tough Guys. On a <laughs> 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 what do you always got to go? Always got to go to that. Let's uh, when, please when don't. Zeus died and then he started pulling out all the. Uh, all the uh, production equipment and he electrocuted himself. <laughs> Beast. That's a great way to end a movie. And that's a great way to end the show, I think. Yeah, on a high <laughs> note. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we are on all major podcast platforms and please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook group. Thanks for listening and we hope you have a great weekend.